Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Yoder's Farm. I'm Eldon, and Lowell's here with me today for another podcast. Morning, Lowell. Hey, Eldon, what's up? Not a whole lot. How's your week been going? Uh, it's been terrible, but who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Tuesday, November no, the fun. 24th. Uh, you figured it up, we're just over a month or so. Apparently. Apparently this is recorded. an intermittent conversation. Yeah, well, that's about as good as we can do around here sometimes. That's fine. Yeah, so what have you been up to the last month or so here on the farm? Well, we, yeah, we kind of uh, went through fall and now we're sort of trending towards winter, early winter, I guess you'd say. Somewhere in that transition. Although, judging by the weather a week or so ago, yeah, I've never known that. You would think it's, what, September or something, April or spring or yeah. something. So, yeah, it's been a fairly pleasant fall uh, with some pretty major deluges of rain in between. And it is getting chillier again, apparently. It's 38 outside right now. Yeah, frosty. Uh, we've had killing frost and a number of pretty heavy frosts and so that's all very typical uh nature's way of uh, kind of signaling to for things to shut down and store up and get ready for another growing season next spring i guess yeah that's that's the way it usually works <laughs> of course it's 2020 i guess anything could happen <laughs> Uh, let's see. So the fall season wrapped up the seventh of November. Yep. Anything we need to talk about there? Other yeah, than I think you should talk about your overall impressions of the fall season. Oh, I don't know. It's not that exciting. You sur- <laughs> you survived, which was your main we all survived concern. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was busy season, busy. like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, we were grateful that things kind of ended when they did there's been a kind of a spike in covid cases again we were having some uh folks close to our uh situation i guess that were getting sick there towards then so we staff yeah well sort of staff or staff family i guess yeah causes uh complications yeah we were just glad that things kind of wound up when they did and then some business restrictions kind of coming in pretty pretty near the end or soon after we quit so for our application yeah we kind of fitted in about the perfect little window again right yeah yeah like like i said we felt very fortunate or feel very fortunate that that all worked out like it did yeah so it was a very busy season. Uh, overall, it went well. We, I think we mentioned last time. Every time I say we mentioned last time, <laughs> by the way. so It's because you have a better memory than I me. I got that so. out of the way this time. <laughs> but our staff uh, was very, we had very good staff this year, very helpful. Yeah. Um, a lot of good, experienced people. So that made uh, the busyness, I guess, somewhat manageable because we could focus a little bit more on big picture things and panic about those kind of things and uh, yeah just basically couldn't have done it without our good staff so thanks to all of them makes a huge difference 
Um, the corn maze was very well received. We likely will do very similar things to what we did this year, next year, as far as variety of corn planted, uh, planting date. I think we liked that pretty good. It stayed yeah, green it right up until the very end. Although I do wonder if all that rain in September and August and even October helped some of that. Of course, know. yeah, it did. But some of that was a variety too, very yeah. long day Yeah, no. uh, corn. So, yeah, I mean, really what it turned, it got nipped a little bit by frost about a week before we closed. Something and you like could kind of see it on the outside edges, especially the... And especially towards the north and the west, because the, it seemed like the wind was coming from that way, the other side seemed a little more protected. Yeah. We typically will get some scattered frost on our maize before we close. We have actually had a pretty hard killing frost, too, before. Um, but, yeah, worked out fine. And then we chopped it. We closed on a Saturday evening, and we chopped it Monday, Monday evening, evening, yeah, and Tuesday morning. Yeah, it's a pretty quick turnaround into there. Into the silo for silage. Yeah, and we our cows will be very happy to eat. Our it cows for, are very happy eating it. Yeah, it's, it's really good silage. It has a lot of good grain in it, and uh, very very good feed. So it kind of goes, you put it in the silo and it goes through a bit of a fermentation process, which helps it preserve it, basically. So it lasts uh, as long as you keep the, the top part, which is exposed to the air, as long as you keep feeding it regularly, uh, like every day. Yeah. It keeps it from spoiling. And then, yeah, I mean, the whole silo full of silage will last a year hopefully to next i don't know i don't know what fall, how maybe. who knows yeah i mean that's when we plan to feed it up but i don't know how long silage would last okay yeah i don't know in a quite a while in a so vacuum it's a little like <laughs> canning or preserving yeah food for human consumption yeah it's anyway cool. the corn yielded good good goodly goodly well yeah. uh the tonnage you know you never you always, we've never really figured out exactly how many uh, acres of the trails take out, but it yielded, um, like if you would have a field without the trails cut out, that would have yielded what this yielded, then we would have been very happy. So we were very, very happy with the trails taken out and it's still yielding as the amount of tons per, yeah. per acre. So fall season success try to replicate the good and uh learn from the bad yeah for next there year. wasn't a lot of bad out no, there's bad. always things you think about oh maybe we should but yeah there's tweak some that things or, we could make a little more efficient or i don't know we should probably talk about all that sometime. we should probably <laughs> do that while it's still somewhat fresh in our minds but yeah. Probably should plant more pumpkins next year. We're already talking about that. Maybe place a different field or something to plant them in. We'll work on that this winter, and y'all don't stress about it. Yeah, I won't stress about it too much either till next fall. So, well, I might. Who knows? So yeah, uh, that 
harvest has taken place. Soybean harvest is done. The beans did very well this year. Uh, yielded very well. A lot of that was due to the good rains we had and good growing conditions overall. And I guess we should talk about strawberries and greenhouse yet before we wrap Sounds it up. Sounds good. Deer eating strawberries like crazy. Yeah, it's not as bad as last fall. Okay. Um, some of it's because the field has moved a little bit. It's not down as close to the woods because we're in our upper rotation. Oh, gotcha. right. So I think that's helped a little bit. But yeah, they have gotten onto some of the rows, especially the outside row or two. And um, we covered the, actually, we started covering some yesterday. That was for two purposes. One, it's actually starting to get cool. And some of the particular varieties like the Albions, the Ruby Junes, maybe the Sweet Charlies. And let's see, I have a couple others. Merced and Cabrillo down there, I think. Just a couple trials. Uh, they like a little bit of a uh, longer fall growing period. So I'm hoping to enhance the uh, the fall growth a little bit and boost them. So we covered uh, yesterday, and we'll cover a few more today. We did not cover, actually we did cover a few of the very latest uh, planted Chandlers, which are a little on the small side. So it keeps the deer out, and it also... These days, you know, like today, upper 50s, low 60s, uh, you can, a cover really helps you in that condition situation because yeah. otherwise you wouldn't really get a growing degree day much today because we were at freezing last night. That's where the growing uh, degree day is the average of the low temperature and the high temperature, yeah. and it's uh, however many above 50 yeah. that average is. And at least in strawberries, that's how you figure it. So if you can uh, keep that nighttime temperature up, bump the daytime temperature by creating a little greenhouse in there, that'll help add a few more growing degree days yet in these, you know, kind of moderate temperatures yep. um, before we get colder. So most of the, you know, I think last time we were talking about we were very late planting and we were going to just see how the weather was in October. Some of October was a little cool. We had some, you know, especially early, I think we had some cool shots. Yeah, very fall, fall-like temperatures. Well, then the, some of the latter part of October actually warmed up some. Yeah. And then what really uh, helped <laughs> for strawberries was some of the first of November was actually pretty Very warm, warm again yeah 70s and such in fact we had 70s just you know the last few days so if you were going to um plant strawberries late then the weather we had this fall was actually almost ideal for that you had good growth on them so and we, we did plant the strawberries late yeah exactly so it was uh, god's gift to late planted strawberries i yeah. guess yeah. So overall, I'm for as late as we planted, which was outside of our control because of other factors. But for as late as everything was, I feel 
pretty good about where we are right now with how the strawberries look. Um, a little bit more warm weather wouldn't hurt. Actually, a mild winter probably wouldn't wouldn't hurt either. But the Albion's actually bloomed excessively. Uh, excessively? I don't know if they bloomed excessively, <laughs> but probably abnormally. Okay. Uh, they bloomed a lot, picked a few red berries and so forth. So the warmer temperatures definitely kind of triggered some of that. I actually saw a few blooms yesterday on the Sweet Charlies, which is not untypical, but... Yeah, anyway. So we will we will see. If it's a pretty mild winter, I wouldn't be surprised. We would see a few blooms on through the winter periodically. So we'll we'll have to see how it goes. I may pull some of those covers off in three weeks or so. Yeah, I was wondering. Push, push them along a little bit. It's also good then for the strawberries to get kind of acclimated to cooler uh, temperatures, get some frost on them, get it get hardened off for winter. They they do better. Very good. Uh, greenhouse was the other thing you want to talk about. Yeah, um, we have tomatoes in. Actually, today is our first day being open. Yeah, for the, at the little farms, forty-five farm stand. Yeah, we already had one customer in. He was looking for tomatoes. Hmm. Desperate for tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> we have two greenhouses with tomatoes currently growing in them, and then the crop uh, seeded for the for the Third other greenhouse. greenhouse. So yeah. basically, we have three greenhouses worth of tomatoes on the east side in our small house. We have. Uh, we're actually picking a few, which, uh, yeah, that's what we'll be selling at the farm stand while supplies last. Uh, it's going to be a little slow going here for the next while. We have BHN 589s in that house. Uh, they, it's a determinant tomato. We, we like it for, especially for fall production, when you kind of have a finite window that you want to have tomatoes in. And then um, this year is different. We were not able to get our trust tomatoes, which we've grown for goodness long time, a couple billion years. Yeah, a couple billion. And uh, that's because uh, I don't know they're getting phased out and so forth. So we've we've known for a while that they were getting phased out, and finally they did get phased out. Yeah. So we took some um, we we took some suckers from our previous trust tomato plants, planted several rows worth of just suckers, and they've actually done fairly well. We've not typically propagated that way, but we did this this year. Just take a nice uh, sucker, trim it up, put a little bit of uh, root enhancing powder on it. Can't remember what it's called. A little bit of fairy dust. Yeah, something that's used in flowers, uh, flower cuttings. It's like a growth hormone yeah. or something. I don't yeah. think you'd actually have to do that, but yeah, the thought was that it would help a little bit. Anyway, pop it in a grow bag and water it like crazy. Excessively, yeah. Will a little bit at the beginning, and then they, yeah, take off and actually grow. So we'll see how they how they do, but 
so far they actually look pretty fair and it allows us to at least have a few of those trusts yeah. that we like yeah. the um the other variety which is supposed to be the trust replacement terrero um we're we have a greenhouse almost full of them and it's definitely well it's just a little different tomato and every i don't know we're we're learning about it i wish in hindsight we had grown some of these for the last three four years worked yeah. some of the kinks out of it makes sense it just seems like whenever you switch varieties especially in a greenhouse or something it's just they like a little different fertility and you have to ease your customers over to the new flavor yeah profiles. we have well we haven't actually tasted one i'm sure they taste very good yeah and uh, but people are so funny about tomatoes some people like a firm tomato some people like it uh, squishy juicy yeah. not squishy but yeah and <laughs> yeah juicy is everything word. i mean some there's five bhm 589s you know some people love them and they'll take them over trust you know we've grown them another year or two uh, a previous year or two and so some people just love them as long as we have them and then they'll switch to trust once we don't hmm. some people much prefer trust over the bhn tomatoes so i don't know we'll see how the terreros do anyway the trip i mean they're looking sort of kind of okay i uh, had a few issues that may have been caused by cool nighttime temperatures in the greenhouse and then warming up that uh, temperature volatility can do some damage to uh, stems and fruit we were seeing some hollowing hmm. in both of those so the one smart well, that's guy, a bummer smart guy we talked to thought that was possibly the issue so yeah we'll watch and so because of that and because of the cooler temperatures we actually started our stoves and propane heaters and so we're trying to keep the nighttime temperatures nice and toasty and or at least warm warm yeah <laughs> yeah very so good. that's pretty much a rundown of where we're at so looking forward to the next couple of weeks, a lot of just maintaining. Yeah, we'll keep the greenhouses uh, just kind of maintaining. We uh, One thing I should mention, we changed plastic on the oh, yeah. big greenhouse. It, has, it was long overdue. Plastic was really starting to degrade. I think it's been six, seven years probably, which is pushing it on greenhouse plastic yeah, yeah two there's two layers in there and then um pump the middle you pump the full middle of full of, of air with inflation fans and that creates some insulation bubbles so this i think this um plastic is definitely not as discolored as the other so i'm curious to see if that helps a little bit with some extra light transmission and so forth also hmm. working on the um the uh, plastic this, panels on yeah. the side we changed out one side of those that should allow a little bit more light to come into so plus it looks nicer <laughs> so we'll see very how, good how that goes and we have plastic ordered for our middle greenhouse which, which is also overdue it's very much overdue it's um the there's there are enough holes in it that we're not getting that good uh, the air, insulation air gap. bubble and yeah. so i really think it would help us if we get it uh changed but we have growing crop in there too so yeah we need the to thing with that is you have to get a 
a still a nice, warm day. Still warm day, and um, it's nicest to have you know a nighttime temperature that would be probably forty five or yeah something you know where the if something happened and you, your plastic didn't work out right yeah uh, your tomatoes wouldn't all f- get frozen the yeah that'd be night. kind of a bummer it <laughs> would be a major bummer which is what happened what. <sighs> 10, 12 years ago, whenever you lost. In March? Yeah. Lost a cover. That's 2007. And the tomatoes, basically, with the wind, they were not able to um, sustain life. Sustain life in the night. Well, they weren't able to get a new sheet pulled on. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, anything else we should talk about before we wrap up? No, I think that's that's adequate. Basically, right. we're you know, moving into winter, so we're switching to, you know, I guess greenhouse mode. But then you also, uh, we were talking about the other day, you know, strawberry season's right around the corner. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll be looking at maybe getting some new row covers. Um, if it actually does get cold, cold, we'll want to do some covering um for cold protection, not just for for uh, growth enhancement. Uh, There's a fair bit of cropland work to do, I guess. Too. Yeah, we we like to put some soil amendments on the on the soybean land and the corn maize land, and also get a cover on everything. So we'll put weed on, and we actually use last year we spun it on with our fertilizers and that worked pretty well so we'll probably try that again this year sounds good it saves time if you can apply your fertilizer and your cover crop yeah, makes seed sense. Uh, we'll be probably working the corn maize land to try to get that field leveled back out most of our farming we do no-till but it's corn, been a couple of years since we've done anything in there isn't last it? year did we yep okay I didn't think we did. It was rough still this year, but yeah, somehow we need to try to smooth yeah, it out better. I thought we had skipped a year. It's so. got a lot of uh, corn stubble in it. I don't think we did some the deep deep work in maybe it this year, it and maybe yeah. we only worked a section of it. But yeah, it's got some corn stubble, so to get a good cover crop, we're gonna need to work with that. Sure. Yeah. And let's see what else. Well, yeah, just. Main, oh, I, was, I know, I was going to say uh, row covers. I saw a newsletter with an advertisement, and they said that row covers might be in short supply due to face masks. Oh, hadn't thought of that. So you should order ahead of time, et cetera. Yeah, very good. So we'll try to do that. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Our always, nephew just showed up in, in the... It's uh, nice to have a studio visitor. Yeah. All right, well, it's... Winter's a good time to do maintenance stuff and all the other stuff that you can never get around to, so... Yeah, I think Dad even said something about some shop work maybe at some point. Hopefully. We've got some. Who knows? (laughs) If you can, uh, the farming pros that do farming well, if you can organize yourself in the winter and keep, instead of just sitting in the house drinking coffee all the time and doing podcasts, if you can actually make your, get, you know, some or book stuff work. done, uh, get things done that you never get around to, helps your whole farm run more smoothly. That's, and you that's got a plan, idea. plan for next year, you know, pumpkin seeds, um, all those things. 
and winter is often the time for meetings, though some of those have been canceled due, due to, to the, the corona coronavirus. Virus. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Well, I better get to work. You better get to work. Uh, if you've listened this far, thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can find more about Yoder's Farm over at com. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks at some point with another podcast episode. <laughs> a couple months, a couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, we are, as a farm, I guess we should say, we are very thankful. It's been a very good season. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2020 has been really tough for a lot of people. And we... We're very fortunate we for how very fortunate. things have unraveled, oh no, <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's just illustrated the... I don't know. People just like simple things, sometimes local things, um, the importance of of agriculture. I think it has illustrated yeah, that I agree. local food, and we have benefited from that. So we are grateful for that, and uh, we'll, we, we hope that we can kind of sustain this momentum uh, moving forward, too. So once we get back to more normal times. Yeah. And I just noticed that your shirt's inside out. It isn't actually. It looks like it is. Though. Sure? It probably is. got to be inside <laughs> I think this is the one that I always am not sure which way it goes anyway. And then when you're still half, as- half asleep, it's even harder to make the call. All right. See ya. See ya. See ya.